Let's take our Bibles, if you will, and turn to the book of Ruth, chapter 2, and verse number 3. We'll be pulling one word out of that text and using it today. It's good to be back at Pleasant Hill. And... Uh, You know, every now and then you get in a place, we all know that the Lord's in charge of all this. But I always tell folks that when you get to a place you can't figure it out, you're in a good place. Because then you know it's the Lord doing it. And as I come here, I come with an overwhelming feeling that this just has to be God and how he puts things together. I praise him for it. We're certainly in, uh, blessed to be here uh, today. Let's look at this verse uh, for a moment or two. Of course, you know, the book of Ruth is in its simplicity telling us how that God went into Moab to get a sinner girl and make her a part of his family through redemption. Nothing's changed. God's still a God reaching out to sinners to redeem them through the blood of his son and make them a genuine, bona fide part of his family. And aren't you glad you're a part of the family of God? Yeah. But look at this verse number three. The Bible said, and she went and came. I'm going to be preaching this week on the goings and comings. The went and the came. The Bible is filled with this. It's life as we know it. Abraham, the Bible speaks of him. He went and came. The children of Israel in the wilderness, they went and came. We notice here in our text, Ruth went and came. David, the Bible refers to him. He went and came. All the way through even to our Lord in which... John 6 said he came, and then the book of Acts chapter 1 said he went back to heaven. It affects every one of us because we all live life, and life is the goings and the comings. It's not so bad as far as the goings and comings are concerned. It just depends on where you're going and where you came from. Now, I want us to look here and notice that this young lady by the name of Ruth, the Bible said she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. I'm interested in that word hap. She's going and coming. She went and came and lighted upon her hap. 
And of course, we know that this was her connection to Boaz, who was her redeemer, which eventually brings us to Christ, who is our redeemer. The word hap is an old English word. It simply means happenings. Of course, those who of our society, they would speak of this word as a word of fortune. Good luck, her good luck. Uh, Karma, or it just happened. She was there by chance. But you and I as children of God, we don't believe in karma. We don't believe in good luck or chance. I like to call it the happenings of God. Her hap was where God happened. I would ask you in the beginning, have you ever had a hap with God? How glorious it is when God happens in your life and when God happened in my life. It's kind of like the word providence. It's not found in the Bible, but it is a word that is illustrated all through the Bible. It simply means the hand of God working in the glove of your life. Happening, God happening. And I want to look at this in relationship to her goings and comings. She went and came and and lighted upon her hat, making application to your life and mine as to our hat with God, his providential hand working in our lives. I'm just going to step down through this with a few thoughts to, to enlighten us or let us see the happenings of God from uh, his perspective and letting us be able to uh, enjoy it. The first thing that I would point out to you is we notice here in verse number three that Ruth didn't know that she was going to have a hap until it happened. She was not forewarned that God was going to place her at the right place and at the right time here in our text. She was unaware of it. It was an unpredictable, unplanned, undetermined course of action. Nobody suggested this. No one knew it was coming. Boaz was unaware of it. And even Ruth could not have told you why. She chose the part of the field that belonged to the man whom God had ordained to redeem her and to take what was wrong and make it right. But isn't that true in your life and in my life? I know it was with Moses. Moses didn't know that there was going to be a burning bush until the bush burned. Uh, I think about Abraham. Abraham did not know that there was going to be a ram until it was caught in the thicket. And all through the word of God, those who came upon a hap with God had no idea the hap was going to happen until it happened. In my, wor- in my uh, relationship with God in salvation, I did not know walking down that little alley between 45th Street and 46th Clark and Train that there was going to be a happening with God. I've been to church that morning, the third time that I'd ever been to church. And uh, I'd heard the gospel preached. It got in my head, but not down in my heart. 
And when I left that morning, I thought, well, you know, this is good for them. They seem to be enjoying it, but it's not what I want. And so I walked away, not mad, uh, not upset, just figuring I was going to move on with my life as a 14-year-old boy. And so I left that church intending on never going back. And uh, went that afternoon, this is on a Sunday, out to the schoolhouse to play some basketball, minding my own business. Finished playing basketball and had to come right back down that alley that I'd walked out of in my goings and comings. And I could take you, there's no virtue in the spot, but I could take you to the spot in that alley today where heaven came down and glory filled my soul. I didn't know it was going to happen, but the one that that preacher had been preaching about showed up. I mean, right there in that alley. Took what was in my head concerning the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection, and brought it down into my heart and saved me, and as I said, made me a part of the family of God. If you could interview Ruth and say to her, Ruth, how was it that you ventured into that part of the field that we now know was so vital? And absolutely important. I'm sure she would have answered like most of us. Well, I really don't know. I can't tell you. I really like, maybe she would have said this. I I like the smell of honeysuckle. You know, God works so many times, as a matter of fact, every time through the natural to get you to the spiritual. That's what Jesus is all about. Brought him in the natural to get you to the spiritual. And she might have said, well, you know, I like the smell of honeysuckle. And along that fence row right there is honeysuckle. I got to smelling it and and chewing on some of it. it. I don't know, maybe that drew me there. Or there was some birds that were chirping in that field and It kind of pulled me in that. Or the servants, they seem to be so pleasant. I mean, she really don't know. All she knows is that she went into the right field. And boy, when I think about my life, and I'm sure you think about your life, you can't put down on pen and paper how you got to where you was at when God happened to show up. But thank God he did because God is in the hat. You may not know, you will not know. She did not know that she was going to have a hap until the hap happened. But I'm glad my hap happened, aren't you? The second thing that I would emphasize in this matter of God's providence, his hand working in our lives, uh, in this happening, I'm talking about the, the happenings of God. Once the hap happened, I get this. She didn't know she's going to have a hat. Somebody has no doubt come into this church this morning. You don't even realize, you don't even really know why you're here. Uh, circumstances, situations, maybe you come because you found a girl that you'd like to date and you're coming just because of her. Now you just happen to be here, you think. But it could be there's going to be a big happening in your life. And she doesn't know the hap's going to happen until it happens. But once the hap happens, get this now, in Ruth's life, 
Once it happens, she realizes it didn't just happen. This thing's been happening. I mean, you got to go back into her past to find out how she got to where she's at. And it took all of her past to get her to her present. And God was in the midst of every bit of that happening. It was by no mistake that she was born in Moab. It was by no mistake that she was introduced to this family who seems to have come down there out of the will of God. It is by no mistake that she marries one of the sons. It is by no mistake that, that her husband dies, or brother-in-law dies, and father It is by no mistake that her bitter mother-in-law decides she's done with Boab, she, Moab, she's going home, and it is by no mistake that Ruth says, oh, I just want you to know, I want to go with you. And it's by no mistake that she ends up right here at this place and at this time, but it came out of her past. Well, how that blessed me to think of what a past I've had. Some of you think of what a past you've had. Hopefully you've had a blessed past. But we've all had difficulties in our past. But the thing about it is for God to get you where he wants you to be, where the hap can happen, it takes everything that is in your past. I have preached here enough for you to know how I was raised, uh, the youngest of nine children, and uh, father an alcoholic, mother left when I was a year and a half old, he never remarried, so I was raised in that environment. And many things transpiring as far as my past is concerned. But what I want to say to you is that if I could go back into my past, I'm talking about before I was saved. I'm talking about the first 14 years before I was saved. If I could go back and change one thing, you know what I'd change? Nothing, because it took every step of the way to get me to where I needed to be to know Christ and to be saved. The hap, oh, it has happened, and because it has happened, she realizes that it all comes, God working in her life in that past sense, bringing her to the present tense. It's been happening. Aren't you glad? You can rejoice not only about the day that you were saved, but you can rejoice about the days before you were saved, that God put it all together to save you. And to save me. As a matter of fact, I would say that the hat, once you've had the hat, it is the answer to all your past. You don't have to go to the psychologist and let him explain to you what happened and all those other things and give you some sad stories about your past. Oh, no, I don't need those. I don't need any of that. I'm shouting about my past. I'm thanking God for the good and the bad of my past that brought me to my hap. It had to happen. This hat, that she, she didn't know she was going to have a hat until she had it. But once she had it, she realized that it had always been happening. But I'm going to tell you something else. She, she, be, she began to realize that the hat would never stop happening. It would not only be the answer to her past, but thank God, it would be the promise of all her future that every step that she would take hither 
forth that God Almighty would be in it and God Almighty would orchestrate it and God Almighty would ordain it. And don't we rejoice to know that God's still happening today in our lives and that he'll never stop no matter what unfolds as far as our tomorrows is concerned. God is happening in every bit of it. Somebody said, what in the world is taking place in Washington and all of that that's coming out of there? I'm going to tell you what, you may not be able to see it, but God's happening. God's happening. He's getting us ready, her ready, the church ready for his coming. It's happening. Anywhere God is, he's doing a work and he's doing a happening. Now, she didn't know she's having to happen until the happen happened. Wasn't that true in your life when you got saved? Didn't know it. I was talking to a fellow last week in tears. He's telling me he was a helicopter pilot for 34 years. And someone had given him a, a tape of a preacher, Oliver B. Green. And uh, so one day he was flying and while he was flying he decided to listen to that and he was listening to it and he said "Uh, preacher while I was up in the air flying that helicopter I bowed my head and asked Christ to save me but when I went up I was lost when I come down I was saved (laughs) he had no idea when he took that got in that helicopter that morning that there was going to be the biggest happening that could ever happen in his life oh I'm glad for a God that happens she came and she went and it was her hand thank God because God happens she didn't know it was going to happen until it happened. Once it happened, she realized it had been happening. And that it would never stop happening. It'll keep on happening. But I'm talking about this matter of the providence of God. If you look back at that verse, it is very particular and specific. The Bible said, And she went and came and gleaned in the fields after the reapers and her hat. Now, whose hap was it? Her hap. In other words, this is a hap for Ruth. She had a hap. I'm glad I've had a hap. Aren't you glad if you've had a hap? In other words, God happened in your life. I thought about how important her hap is. In relationship to how important my hap is. Do you realize that Ruth's hap and every, God, God doesn't do anything by mistake. He never looks back on something he's done and said, man, I wish I hadn't have done that. <laughs> All of his happenings are intentional and on purpose, a part of his plan that he's put together. And here it is, we have Ruth having a half with God in verse number three. But I'm thinking about how important this providential act was when God brought it all together. It is so important, I'm talking about her half. Let's look at Ruth. Her half.
map is so important that everything that God had ever done before that happened and everything that God would ever do after that happened, from eternity past to eternity future, everything that God would ever do and has ever done flowed right through that hat. Somebody said, oh, that's just one hat. We don't have to have every hat. We just take one hat out. Well, I challenge you, go to that verse right there and you take Ruth's hat out. Let's just say Ruth's hat didn't happen. You might as well throw the whole Bible away. Because if you take Ruth's hap out, nothing before it means anywhere because it can't go nowhere. And nothing after it can't do anything because it's coming from nowhere. Everything that God's going to do is going to flow through this hap because when this little lady has this hap and God shows up and she, I'm going to tell you, is redeemed by Boaz and has a son by the name of Obed, who has a son by the name of Jesse, who has a son by the name of David, who has eventually a great, 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 great grandson by the name of who? Jesus! Amen. Don't tell me you can throw that half away. Come on now. It all works in the divine plan and will of God. It flows from beginning but I've got good news for you. Just as important as her hap was to what God was doing is the importance of his hap in your life and in my life. God's doing a work and he's bringing it all together in the one, thank God. And he can't leave any hap out. They all have to be a part of the puzzle. And coming along one day, he came to your life and he met you where he had brought you so you could have a half. And then he was going to use your half to work in somebody else's life so they could have a half. Then he would use their half to work so they could have it. This thing's all twin intertwined so that you can't take one half out. Your happening with God is so vital. It's an eternal working in you and through you forever. Amen. Come on, brother. Amen. Don't hold back. Let's say Paul didn't have a hat. God didn't show up on the road to Damascus. Where would our epistles be? I mean, that hat was so vital. Was it not? It was so... And we could go through every one of them. What I'm saying is, is God's happening. When he happens in your life, he's happening for a purpose. He's got a work he wants to do in and he's got a work that he wants to do through your her hat. Oh, she's had a hat. She didn't know she was going to have a hat until the hat happened. Found out it had always been happening and it never would stop happening. It's her hat. And how vital and important that hat is to her. But hey, how vital and important her hat the providence of God working in her life to bring her to redemption because in a personal way, if you take Ruth's hap with God out of the Bible, you wouldn't be here today, nor would I, because we'd neither one be saved. There wouldn't be no such thing as redemption. But oh, I'm glad that she personally had a half. But I'm not only glad she personally had a half, I'm glad 
you personally had to have. I'm glad Brother Keith, I wouldn't be here if Brother Keith had not. I don't know where his half happened. But I'm glad he had half because if he hadn't had half, I wouldn't happen to be here. And for some of you, if your wife hadn't had half, you wouldn't have had half. God used it. Or your husband hadn't had half, you wouldn't have half. Or if mom and daddy hadn't had half, then... Isn't it amazing how God works? Christ as the head always works through his body. Every head has to have a body if it's going to function. I went to Israel many years ago because I wanted to find out where I was buried. And uh, because the Bible said I was buried with him. Didn't it? (laughs) Now I I knew he wasn't in that grave. Because if a head gets up, the body has to get up with it. And I think you know that we are the body. We are the body of Christ. I knew he was up because I was up. I mean, I was up before I ever went over there, so I knew he wasn't in that tomb. Because I knew that it was all brought together, the head and the body. That's the way God happens. And in bringing us together in the happenings in your life, and we can come together in a service like this, and we can rejoice when we... And we're rejoicing because we've all had a happening with God. Now... I noticed on chapter, over in chapter number four that once you've had a hat, it does the same thing. I preached a little bit about this this morning in a different way. If you've ever had a hat, there's one thing it's going to do to you. It's going to make you happy. Isn't it? We call it joy unspeakable and full of glory. But if you go over into chapter number four, you'll find that the spirit of chapter four is far different than chapter one. Because in between, there's a redemption that takes place. And there in chapter number four, after the wedding, the baby is born, the families are together, and they are rejoicing, and they are worshiping, and they're thrilled because of the happening that came out of the hat. Man, you get to keep on rejoicing because once you had a hat, you keep witnessing the happenings that come out of it. And you just, just this morning, this morning, we come into the 8.30 service. I mean, I don't even know I'm saved most of the time until I get my first cup of coffee. I mean, they, uh, you all have an 8.30 service. I said, well, we'll just... Get in there and yawn through that, and then we'll go to the next service. They wasn't no yawning in the 8:30 service, man. I mean, t- took off from the very beginning. No fella back there uh, preaching and shouting and praising God all the way into it. Right then crossing. I said, man, this is a live crowd for 8:30. But they were all rejoicing over the same thing. The reason why you were singing today was over the same thing is because God has happened in your life. Christ has happened in your life. And thank God as we come together, we're all able to rejoice and be happy because it happened. Amen. Amen. Several years ago, me and my wife ventured up into the New England states. Now, according to the polls and the studies that they make, New England has uh, less 
church attendance than anywhere. And if you ever go up there, you know why. They don't even have churches most, most places. Uh, they believe less the Bible than any other part of the country. And uh, they're more in the theory of evolution and uh, atheism. That's, that's just the setting that is up there. And if you go up there, you can sense it. And we were up there for about 12 days. And I told my wife, I said, this is an eerie place. She said, why? I said, we've been up here 12 days in different crowds, different uh, circles, shopping, eating, whatever. And I said, I don't think I've heard a giggle, let alone laughter, over five times. And I pondered about that. And then my conclusion of it was this. If you had no reason for being born into this world, you got no purpose for being in this world, and you got nowhere to go when you leave this world, what do you got to be happy about? That's right. <laughs> but honey, you can get a bunch of folks together like you are here this morning, and we can sing and praise God and shout and thank God. Why? Because we've had a hat. We know where we came from. We know where we're going, and we know who's in charge right now, and we say hallelujah for the happenings that happened and are happening and will happen all the way through the happenings that make you happy now all God's haps head in one direction they only got one direction it's the same direction that Moses' hap went into Abraham's hap went into Paul's hat when it's safe. Everybody you have, though it happens to different people in different places under different circumstances, it all heads in one direction. You say, where is it head? I done told you in those children, as a result of Ruth, it heads to Jesus. Ever happening that leaves Jesus out of the picture ain't happening. It ain't a real happening. Not a happening with God. Because if it happens, the result of that happening will point toward Jesus. It'll always lift him up. It will always praise him. It will always adore him. It's heading in that direction. I mean, as I said, she marries Boaz, Obed, Jesse, David, and then we come to Jesus. Right there nestled in the genealogy of Jesus is this woman that had a half. Anybody, anybody that's a part of the family of God will have had to have first had a half with God through Christ. There's no way around that. You got to be born. It takes a birth. You got to be born into the family of God. I'm glad I had that half, aren't you? Now, Here's what I want to do. I want to interview this lady, Ruth, for just a moment. I want to interview her. I want to find out how this happened. Wouldn't you? Can you imagine in her later years, an elderly woman, she's young when her and Boaz gets married. Imagine in those later years. Now, she's, she's wealthy. She owns the field now. Her great-grandson 
is king in Israel. I mean, she'd only had to live to the fourth generation. I'm already a fourth generation. I just, my, my granddaughter just had a son. I'm four generations. I don't look at do I? <laughs> I can't believe it. Four generations. She did, she'd only had to be my age or probably even less. I mean, and, 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 and she could have witnessed David being king in Israel. Could you imagine that? And I can imagine maybe some youngster coming along, young man, he don't know the story. And uh, man, the way it's unfolded. And, uh, and so he interviews her. And he says to her, now, uh, Ms. Ruth, I need a, I, how, how in the world all this happened? And she said, well, now, son, that's a long story. And I ain't no preacher. But here's all I can tell you. I happened. Are you getting what I'm saying? The hat. I happened to be born in Moab. And God showed up. God showed up. In Moab. I just happened to be down there and I found God in Moab. That's what, I mean, she said to her mom-in-law, entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee. Your people will be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Even Boaz said she'd come to trust under the wings of the Almighty. Somehow God got in Moab where she was. Well, that ain't unusual. He got where you were, and he got where I was. Coming after sinners. She said, I just happened to be in Moab and I found God. And she said, then I just happened to go with my mom-in-law up to Bethlehem. I just happened to be there, is all I can tell you. And I found grace. Went out into this field, needing something to eat, and I found grace. I just happened to be there. Well, she knows what that happens all about now. And she said, then I was instructed to go in and lay down at a man's feet that was going to become my redeemer. And said, he happened to share with me some good news. <laughs> I had never heard any good news. All the news had been bad in my life, but I heard some good news. That man Boaz told me what he was going to do and then told me what I needed to do. He told me that he was going to buy and purchase me and redeem me and take everything that was wrong and make it right. And then he told me just to go somewhere and sit down and rest till he got it done. As he had seen it through. Isn't that the gospel? Aren't you glad you heard the gospel one day and told you that it wasn't all about you or what you could do. It's what he had already done on the cross of Calvary. Amen. The hap is good news because it just happens to be about the one who did it all Amen. on the cross. Amen. She said, I just happened to lay down there and he began to share the good news with me. I can remember the day when I first heard the good news, the Amen. death, the burial, and the resurrection. And then she said, that man Boaz in representation, took me up to the gate and settled it all. And now I, as a Moabitish girl, have got everything. Brought me out of nothing into everything. It just happened. <laughs> Aren't 
much glad that in Christ you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You've got it all because he made it happen. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Come on. And it all happened through the goings and comings of life. She just went and came. And it happened. Amen. It all happened in my life, in the goings and comings, walking down a little, a little alley, and it happened. And it's kept on happening. But oh, the thing that thrills my soul is God never stops happening. And there are many, many, many places, many, many people <clears throat> that need a happening. But oh, I'm glad God can happen. Amen. And your pastor was talking about this choir, which I don't know the ones that are singing in the choir and the testimonies that are up there. But every one of the testimonies of everyone that's in this choir is a testimony of somebody in which God happened. When they least expected it, here came the Lord. And it happened. Now, I started out by asking you this all-important question. Have you had a hat with God? Did you know it may be God orchestrated you to be here this morning because he wanted to do something in your life. So that when you leave out of here, as every happen, every hap of God will do, you will never be the same. Amen. You know you've had a hap. When you walk away, you know you'll never be the same. Amen. And standing in that little alley with nobody else around, the next step I took, I had heard no preaching other than the gospel. I didn't know anything about the Bible. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But the next step that I took, I knew I was walking away a different man. Something really happened that I would never get over and would never want to get over. Could it be that God has, in his providence, brought you here today because he wants to happen in your life.